0: There was a zombie outbreak out west in the late 1800s. I'm here to tell you all about it. Part three. So we left off with the guys checking the outskirts of town and cleaning up a few stragglers, and now they're ready to head into town. They come in from the north side and are immediately met with about six or seven zombies are off the bat. Buffalo and Fish, I've shortened their names even more at this time, are quiet about it, but Smokey up and just blows someone's head off, which obviously attracts everyone. They get off their horses and slap their ass and holler to get them to run off for the time being so they don't get eaten. They then duck into the inn since it's the nearest building. Smokey grabs the cavalry sword that's hanging off the wall as a decoration. Immediately inside the building, there's two zombies standing at the main desk, which Fish promptly slices up one of them while Smokey uses his new sword on the other. Might as well clear this building first, Sheriff says. Check every room. They head upstairs and find most of the rooms empty. The room at the end of the halls has two zombies trying to get in it. They're just walking to the door repeatedly and hitting it softly with their hands, and all the while growling and hissing. Hey, that the dog's nurse? Smokey points at one of them. Remember, they don't know she started it. Anyway, the zombie hears his voice and turn around and hiss and shambles towards them. Buffalo chucks his tomahawk and takes down the nurse and sheriff uses his Bowie knife from the other one somebody out there a small voice comes from inside the room the guys all look at each other yeah sheriff returns hey that jack smokey asks excitedly yeah they hear what sounds like jack moving a bunch of stuff away from the door the door opens a minute later to, to a relieved jack felt like i've been in there for days hey you brought some help he says referring to the indians there's no time to celebrate the zombies who notice the guys go into the inn are now all shambling in through the entryway. Ah shit, Jack says. Everyone downstairs, sheriff orders. They get back to the staircase, which has a large open section to the floor below with a banister, and it's like a cafeteria with all the groans, hisses, and snarls down below. Zombies that notice the guys start trying to climb the stairs. It's pretty gross, flesh hanging on bones by a thread. Bones are completely showing, people clamoring around, dragging their entrails behind them. It's not a pretty picture. Light em up, Sheriff says. He opens fire. At this point, most of the zombies know they're here. So who cares about the noise? Plus, they've created a decent choke point for themselves. Buffalo and Fish are using their bows while Sheriff, Smokey and Jack start shooting. Buffalo is closest to the staircase and he takes one or two down with his knife and tomahawk that are able to climb the stairs. They wait a few moments after killing what seemed like the last one. Okay, looks like that wave is over. We'll head to the saloon and the general store next, Sheriff says. So they head downstairs, carefully stepping over the rotted corpses and meet outside. Burn the building, Fish says. It'll destroy their corpses and the sickness they bring. All traces of this have to go, he says. He tosses a lantern in the inn and it shatters starting a fire. The nearby dead bodies go up almost immediately. We burn this town to the ground and any bodies along with it. We'll find a new place to live. We can head to Carson City and find something out that way. The general store was destroyed inside. The racks toppled over and bloodstains on the floor everywhere. But the only one in there was the shopkeeper. The saloon had about three or so zombies in it. They were left over from Smokey and Sheriff's daring escape earlier. They found a couple zombies outside, yet they had to drag in to be burned with the buildings. Looks like the docks place is about the only one left standing, Jack says. He's surveying what was once their town A couple of the larger buildings are still ablaze Which some of the smaller ones have gone out already They get to Doc's place and find the door locked and curtains still drawn Doc? Smokey calls out He finds a window with a curtain not pulled down and puts his face on the glass to try to look in Can't see shit in there Where the hell is he at? Doc Sheriff calls out loudly hard on the door Alright break it down he says after a pause. They force their way in. Doc's place is a two-room building. The main area is where he sees patients, then the back of his doorway to where his bedroom area is. They have a look around, and unless Doc is in the bedroom, he's nowhere to be found. Holy shit, Jack says. He's standing next to Doc's exam table. Billy's body is still lying on it, completely sliced to hell. It's like he went at Billy like he was a ham. Open them up damn near everywhere, Smokey says. And look at these poor bastards, Jack says. He motions to a cage on a table with a few dead mice in it. Those dead mice look like hell. I bet they're infected. How the hell would that happen if they're in the cage? Smokey ponders. Sheriff tries the door to Doc's bedroom. It's locked, so he knocks on it, lightly. Doc? Look here, Buffalo says. His writings. He holds up what's appeared to be Doc's journal. Hey, Smokey says loudly. Does he say if sheriffs is immune or whatever? Sheriff takes the journal and begins leafing through. It's a small diary, so not a ton is written on each page. No, he doesn't have much about me in here, Sheriff says. Well, what in the hell has he been doing? Jack asks. Sheriff is reading a page. He isolated some samples of that silvery shit in the water. Says here it was all over Billy's insides. So here I'm going to read what Doc supposedly wrote down as a journal entry and will act like Sheriff is reading out loud. Probably the easiest way to incorporate the entries. Doc's journal entry. Whatever this material is, that has infected patient's body appears to be organic in nature. As near as I can tell with all my medical training, it's a bodily fluid of some kind, though where it originated I do not know. Looking at a sample under the microscope, it does not appear to be a pathogen at all despite behaving like one. Transference from bites, etc. I had never seen or heard of anything like this before anywhere. I have to get up to that lake to see what the water and that object the men spoke about. So you went up to the mountain? Smokey asked confused. No. Sheriff says bluntly. He keeps reading. Doc's journal entry, 2. I injected one of my mice with the compound several hours ago. It died. Later... I left for supper, and when I came back, it was alive again, although now it was completely rabid and insane. I attempted to euthanize it by injecting poison, and it had no effect, though I did not expect it to. Only after using a scalpel to pierce the head and brain did the subject cease. Whatever this foreign substance is, it seems to concentrate in the brain of whatever creature it affects. There's more, Sheriff says. Next journal entry i tried something new since another experiment ended in failure. I poisoned another mouse and waited for death to set it in. I then injected a dose of the substance an hour after it died. Ten minutes later, the mouse started to move. Only this time, when it woke up, it was not insane. It appeared to be perfectly normal. They euthanized it and did an autopsy. The substance had overrun the mouse's insides as before, but it had regenerated its blood flow and bodily activities. Its organs, heart, lungs, brain, look fully functional. No signs of decay or atrophy that would have occurred after death. If I can unlock this substance, this could be the greatest medical discovery in history. A possible end to sickness or death. It's unimaginable. I must keep working. I do hope the sheriff is still alive. I may have squandered the perfect test subject. So he's in here performing experiments? Jack asked. Does he know what the hell was going on out there? Sheriff turns a page. He knew, he says. Says right here. He read another passage. Journal entry. The town is gone. I hear the screams. Must be my nurse. I should have had to see her finger. All I can do now is stay quiet and not attract any of their attention. I must unlock how this substance works. I attempted to repeat my successful experiment and it did not work. Same result, an undead mouse. The regenerative property of the substance only seems to work on the brain when it fails, and only restores function to the most primitive of levels. Why did the sheriff in Mouse Number Four's body appear to accept this substance? So then, is he here? Smokey asks. Doc! Smokey yells loudly. We got a problem, Sheriff says. He sets the book down on the table. He injected himself. What? With that crap? Jack asks, flabbergasted. Smokey picks up the book and looks at himself. His last passage, Sheriff begins. He goes on about how he has to figure it out, how he's going to inject himself and how he has to feel it work. He also plans on injecting some medical things of his own in hopes it'll counteract failure. We need to find him now, Buffalo says. Alright, kick it down, Jack says walking towards Doc's Bedroom. They hear a crash in the room, and Jack stops dead in his tracks as a few feet from the door. There's a few loud thuds, followed by a deep, guttural growl, much louder and much deeper than anything they've heard before. What the bloody hell was that? Smokey asks. He's changed, Sheriff says. That sure doesn't sound like one of those others, Smokey starts. He doesn't finish his sentence. A gigantic creature smashes through the door, taking most of the wall with it. It has to be nearly seven feet tall and bulkier than a semi-truck. It scoops up Jack like he weighs no more than a cotton ball and crumples him up like a piece of paper. The sounds of snapping bones go on for what seems like ever and blood and guts are oozing out on the crumpled heap that was Jack as the creature throws it on the ground. Smokey and Sheriff get shots off, but its hide is so thick they are nothing but annoying mosquito bites. Now there's a couple of ways I can try to fig- give you a mental picture of what this creature is supposed to look like. If you're familiar at all with the Left for Dead franchise, you know what the tank is. If you don't know what it is, then you at least know what the Incredible Hulk is. Like I said, it's at least 7 feet tall. Its arms are twice as long as a man's should be, and they're bigger than tree trunks, and its neck was nearly gone due to the overgrowth of bone and muscle. Anyway, the creature rushes the center of the room and raises both arms to try and smash the guys. Sheriff, Buffalo, and Fish hightail it outside, but Smokey has to dive out of the way as the creature destroys the exam table and Billy's body. Each step the creature takes sounds like the thunder on the wood floor. Now, when the creature raises its arms up to smash, they went through the ceiling, which is probably what saved Smokey. The ceiling caves in and disorients the creature, giving Smokey time to rush behind it and get out the door. Jesus Christ! Smokey yells. What the hell is it? That's Doc, Sheriff says as they run back into the remains of town. It can't be, Smug returns. Shit, we burnt everything on the ground. There's nowhere to hide. It's Doc, all right, Sheriff says. Remember what he said? It could mutate a person, make them grow bigger like that. Doc smashes his way out of his office, bringing down the rest of the building, and started making his way towards the guys. He doesn't have super speed or anything, but he is much faster than the zombies, Buffalo shoots an arrow at it and it bounces off. Any ideas? Smokey asks, seemingly prepared for their deaths. Yeah, actually, Sheriff says. We'll lead it to my house. Just need to stay ahead of it. They headed west out of town towards Sheriff's house. They keep a brisk pace ahead of dock until Sheriff's house is in sight and Sheriff runs into his barn. The rest of the guys rush in behind him. What's the plan? Bish asks. Sheriff pulls a stick of dynamite out of a barrel in the barn. I'm going to blow them sky high. I got two horses in the back there. You guys get them ready. So Smokey and the two Indians take the horses out the back while Sheriff waits for Doc. Doc seems to pick up the pace a little while Sheriff lights the dynamite. He drops a stick on the ground and hightails out the back. He catches up with the guys behind a couple trees and they cover their ears as the stick explodes, destroying the barn and hopefully Doc. They come out from behind the trees to investigate. They see one of Doc's now massive arms sticking out from under a large pile of rubble. They got him all right in the blast. They got him good. So everyone is standing there kind of relieved, and Doc's arms move. Ah, fuck, Smokey says. Doc starts ruffling even more as the rubble pile begins to move as well. Anybody got anything else in mind? The sheriff asks. Doc rises up out of the pile by now. Actually, I might have one, Smokey says. That blast gave me an idea. The old silver mine a couple miles north. Time to go, Fish says. Doc is back on his feet by this time and seems to be regaining his bearings. They saddle up two per horse and start riding north. We get to the mine. There's all kinds of TNT still in there, Smokey yells. We bring the mountain down on his ass. Great thinking, Sheriff hollers back. And they ride to the old mine, making sure Doc stays behind them. I'm not sure if the blast pisses Doc off or he used his new body now but he's running full scale. If they hadn't been on horses, it had been overtaken. They pick up the pace as the old mine comes into view. I guess the question is, Smokey begins, how do we get him in there? Keep him in there long enough to blow the TNT, and all get out safely. We don't, Sheriff says coldly. Huh? We lead him in there. You guys get out the side tunnel. I stay and blow the mine, Sheriff explains. No time to argue. Listen, I've got it in me. The sickness, remember what he said? It all has to go. But you could be immune, Smokey says. Doc never ran the test. We don't know if I'm immune or a carrier. If I'm a carrier, I can still transmit it, even on accident. As long as I'm alive, this thing still exists. Smokey tries to argue some more, but Sheriff won't have it. They all gather at the mine entrance as Doc comes barreling up. He picks up the pace when he sees them and lets out a deafening roar. Smoking and the Indians run ahead and get the TNT ready. They make a huge pile and place a couple bundles strategically around all the exits. They lead the fuses back to the center of the room, where Sheriff will be able to quickly light them all. You guys head out, Sheriff says. They can hear echoing roars coming from the tunnels. You guys need to make that mountain trail impassable. Whatever you can, make it so people can never get up here again. They quickly say their tearful goodbyes and haul ass down the second tunnel. They are just about back outside when there is an earth-shaking, deafening explosion which knocks them to the ground. Smokey turns and sees the mine coming down on itself. Buffalo helps him to his feet and then gets further from the entrance and clears out the dust. They check the main entrances as well as the last side tunnel to make sure the mine is sealed off completely. Sheriff had brought thousands of tons of rock down on himself and Doc. There's no way Doc survived that one The next day and over the next few weeks Smokey, Buffalo, and Fish did what Sheriff said They made the mountain trail impassable They enlisted the help of a couple more Indians to get it done But they did everything from chopping down trees to fall over the trail to cutting down cacti and throwing them on the trail to digging up the thorniest weeds and bushes they could find and replanting them on the trail By the next summer it had become so overgrown that they'd never known a trail had ever been there Smokey also planted a large tombstone right at the head where the trail started, engraved with nothing but a skull and crossbones. And I guess that's the end of it. The small zombie outbreak was defeated and it appears they were successful. Almost 150 years later, and no sign of any zombies out there. Now you're probably wondering about the evidence, I mentioned right off the bat, about what's true about this story. There's a couple things that support this event actually happening. First... According to family research, we think Smokey is my great-great-grandfather. My granddad did in fact go by the name Smokey, but we weren't able to identify if he's actually the Smokey from the story. The second piece of evidence is the Doc's journal. Smokey kept it, and it was still around as long as 1976, where it was lost in the house fire. My dad claimed to have read some of it when he was a kid back in the 50s, and there was some passages about undead. The thing is, if it hadn't been lost in the fire... It would pretty much be illegible today, as it was deteriorated badly by that point. Thirdly, I have seen the skull and crossbones tombstone with my own eyes. It's very worn and deteriorated, but it's still there. It's a solid eight-mile hike from the nearest campground, one way, and the trail isn't easy, but everyone in my family goes to see at least once in their life. I walked into the woods, a little bit beyond it, and there's simply no going anywhere up there. It's too thick. They're trashing the place, and 150 years of umbrella overgrowth sure did the trick. Probably good. For all we know, that lake is still infected, and those zombified turtles are still scuttling around in the sand up there. Hope y'all enjoy the tale. Quick epilogue. We think what crashed into the water wasn't a meteorite, but a spaceship, hence the metal shaft they saw sticking out of the water. And what the doc called bodily fluid that caused all this was secreted from the dead alien pilot who died on impact. Maybe their blood or other kind of secretion that helped them recover from injury. Food for thought.